Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. everybody filthy hey four daily show here today december 14 2020 figure four only.com slash wrestling observer.com what's going on tom i just it's not a big deal what the hell is going on now what'd you mess up your notes deleted yeah i deleted all my notes no you didn't yeah i did but i'll go get them again Bro, why don't you just write this in Google Docs and it's just, it's impossible to lose them. The fuck is Google Docs? I'm an iPhone guy. There's Google Docs on your iPhone, bro. I do it. It's just as easy as anything else. Oh, there we go. It auto-saves. All of your documents are there. There's 5,000 gigs worth of space free. Get into the 21st century here, buddy. You think I got that many gigs free? Dude, you got a lot of gigs free about right now, I'm afraid. Okay, so Google listen, Drive. everybody. We're uh, we got a different show here today. Uh, neither of us watched New Japan Strong, but we watched the Super J Cup. Isn't that right, Tom? You better have watched it. You told yeah, me. yeah, which exists in the canon of New Japan Strong. It, it is in the canon. Took place after New Japan Strong, which for once, I guess I'll review a show that's contemporary. Yeah, that's R- rare. Rather. Well, I mean, SmackDown's contemporary. We review that every week. SmackDown show, everybody. Sometimes it's after a pay-per-view, which has already happened. Dude, let's get it. Let's just start and get it over with, because it is the bottom of the barrel shit. And by the way, we always record this on Monday, a half hour after Raw starts. And so right when this show begins, I've already got notes from people that that are either there or watching it. And the first, the first text I got about Raw was six minutes in, and somebody texted me and just said, I made six minutes, and then in all caps, they wrote, FUCK! So it sounds like it was a horrible show. What is happening to this company? Wow, who is that, Granny? Yes, sometimes she swears when she texts me, (laughs) just not on the air. So fuck, let's talk about this wretched SmackDown, then we can talk about some good stuff. The main event of UFC, Super J Cup, a lot of fun stuff. Let's go, bro. SmackDown Live on Fox, the first time in the brand new Thunderdome, the home of Tropicana Field, the home of the Tampa Bay. They'll always be the Devil Rays to me, but they're the Tampa Bay Rays in St. Petersburg, Florida, which, Brian, I have it on good authority. I have... Friends in professional sports. I have a friend who works for Major League Baseball who travels with them. 
And uh, I have it on good authority that this is a notorious shithole of a stadium. Wow. Hey, how come yeah. they're the Rays and no longer the Devil Rays? Well, because the Devil was too offensive. Is that actually what happened? Yeah. Wow. So the Cleveland well, Indians were the Indians until like now today <laughs> but the fucking devil rays well the washington redskins the washington redskins are now the washington football team that's actually the new name washington football team you don't know yeah I'll ask Vinny. i'm sure he knows a lot more about it than i do but right, yeah it's I'll like ask. washington washington football team established 1932 or something wow, wow. yeah so the indians may go nameless for a year why don't they just change to uh from feather to dot so Sasha comes out for this contract signing, which Adam Pierce is presiding over, who thankfully is okay after he had his ass handed to him by Braun Strowman a couple of weeks ago. What's that guy up to? He's beating he's, up Adam Pierce. He's just healing. Just healing. Oh man, that sounds fun. Yeah. So it's supposed to be Sasha and Carmella, but before Carmella can even come out. Adam Pierce hands this folder to Sasha, and Sasha opens it, and it's empty. And have you ever seen a babyface react like she did when this fucking folder was empty? She nah, cut dude. such a fucking promo on Adam Pierce, a super nice guy. He's always been like a good GM. He's always fair. And fuck, she opens that thing, it's empty, and she accused him of trying to screw with her and all of this and that. I thought, you're the fuck, have you forgotten you're the baby face here? I don't think she is the baby she face. She is the is baby she? face, Tom, yes. I know it's impossible to believe, but I've been talking about this for years. You're sure? I'm positive. I'm absolutely positive. Think with okay. your brain, Tom. Okay, so... I don't know what the hell is going on here. I, Sasha Sasha opens up. She comes out straight from here. Her appearance on the Starship Enterprise. Uh, she gets in Adam Pierce's face after the contract has been abducted by Carmella and her. Now she has a sommelier. So they called him. <laughs> Who is I thought his guy? name was Salmonella or something. I thought it was Tommy. Did she call him Tommy later? I don't know. Maybe his name is Tommy. I, I don't know what's going on. I, I think this whole show was like a two-hour rib on us. I'm, I think it is most weeks, but they're <laughs> making think... money, so who cares? Well, and so are Car we. So, who? I mean, we're working together here. Uh, Carmella, <laughs> Carmella and her sommelier. Car I swear, I, I wish I could... I, fuck. Carmella says, look, honey, this isn't the Tiger King. It's Queen's Gambit, and I'm the hot chick. Like, what the fuck was she talking about? Fuck. Like, I don't... I, I mean, I know what Tiger King is. I don't really even know what Queen's Gambit is. I, Sasha says she's going to bend Carmella backwards in half. In half until her head touches her spine. <gasps> you think Corey's seen that? Tom, can we get going on this goddamn the review? Well, the Somalia... Why do you have to get distracted by this shit? It does not redeem it. The sommelier makes his way to the ring with the contract. Sasha stamps it with her boss logo. And then she says, hey, you know what? Why don't we do this tonight? And they agree. 
and I wonder why this existed. Not only that, don't you have to sign a contract for the fucking title match tonight? <laughs> In the middle of a contract signing, they book a match for tonight, and they don't sign a contract for it. Well, out of pure... Like, what the oh. fuck do we have this contract signing for, then? Ooh, it's like, that's a great main event. So, Sasha said she's going to show Carmella how wild tonight's going to be. And then she gave the sommelier a backstabber and tipped the desk onto him. That's not that wild. You see that shit every week on WWE. Like, multiple times a week, actually. I wrote these exact words. They are trying to get me to quit this show. But you know what? I'm not going to quit this show. I will never quit. I want to. But I feel that I have a responsibility to tell the world how fucking god-awful the show is. And if I quit watching it, I can't tell everybody that. So they cannot run me off, even though they're trying very, very hard. Fucking wretched segment this was. And it didn't even make any sense. A contract signing. You sign a contract for a pay-per-view. And then Sasha challenges her to a match tonight, and it's just on. Which, by the way, we'll get to later. Is that a threat? This whole show is threatening to me. <laughs> we had I feel like I should be able to call the police. Hey, you know what? I'll I'll say there was something bright, a bright shining light on this show to me. What was and that? That was Dolph Ziggler. I do like this Dolph Ziggler more than probably any other Dolph Ziggler in his I, career. I think this is the Dolph Ziggler you give the ball to. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far, but what I mean, what else is going on? Why not? This Dolph is like old. He gave up or something. Yeah, he knows <laughs> it. Nothing matters. He's making his money. He's going to make even more money next time his contract comes due. They're never going to do anything with him. Now it's just like an open joke that he's a fake Shawn Michaels, and he embraces it, which makes him more endearing to me. And he comes out wearing that fucking hat, that troll the mag- hat. The MAGA hat. I mean, I like this Dolph Ziggler. This is my favorite Dolph Ziggler there's ever been. So I he will said, give him that. He, he cut some jokes on Montez Ford. That yeah, he does some comedy that's not totally funny. Totally bad. And then he talks about his own comedy yeah. being not funny. He said, the only thing worse than my stand-up is the Street Profits. And then Robert Roode said, look, your guy's flame is going to go up and smoke when we get a shot at the titles. And Roode and Ziggler did defeat them two weeks ago by pinfall. So we had this match, which there was a spot in it that I would not call a shining bright spot. And that was... When it, the blue solo cups descended from the ceiling. Fuck. During the middle of a match onto the playing surface. They're literally. As D'Angelo Dawkins ran in the ring to join his partner during a singles match to dance. And we went to commercial. I was watching this match and the first thing that happens is Michael Cole alerts us that the Street Profits just like to have fun. <laughs> and I was like, you're not running me off, but fuck you. <laughs> So they start doing this match. I'm about to fall asleep. And all of a sudden, I hear the Street Profits music, and I see them dancing, and I see the solo cups flying, and I'm like, what the fuck did I miss? I looked down for two seconds. I didn't hear a bell. So I rewind it, and in the middle of this match, fucking Montez gets in the ring, and they start dancing. Dawkins. Dawkins. They play their music and they start shooting cups. I thought, what in God's name is going on? <laughs> they go to commercial, they come back, and they're wrestling. 
What? Could you imagine, like, you're competing in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu match, and I just run out there, and we start dancing, and then some shit falls from the ceiling, and then I leave, and then you continue your match? Yes. Like, <laughs> Could that ever happen on any maybe. planet? You get... If... if a random person, not even someone's partner, runs into the playing surface. They stop the game. Let alone, like, you you can't just be on the sidelines at a football game and run on the field and start dancing. No. They'll stop it. This was You're dumb. getting kicked out. But you know what, Tom? This is low on the list of offenses on this show, so let's keep going. Well, the match continues on. Ford has it in control after Inziguri goes to the top. Rude attacks Dawkins on the outside. Ford is distracted. Dolph crotches him. Super kick. Sweet chin music, I should say. Picks up the victory. That's what happened. You know, I love this new thing in WWE where in the old days, you do a non-title match and the challengers win and then it leads to a title match. So I guess they figured, well, it's such a trope. It's 2020. Let's do something different. The champions will lose, but it won't lead to a title match. Ah, that's a great idea. That'll fool them. Fuck. They lost a tag match two weeks ago. That led to a singles match? That, however, now leads to a championship match. And there was another match. I forget what it was. Might have been on this show. But Michael Cole flat out said, if the challengers win tonight, they may be in line for a championship opportunity. Right, wow, this is 40 chess now. Maybe, maybe they're in line, but maybe they'll beat the champions, but they won't be in line. Maybe someone who didn't they're beat the champions go back to the bottom of the will barrel. be in line for a title match. Yeah. Stupid. Go, go to the back of the line. So, Sami Zayn, he's backstage. He's upset because he doesn't have a t-shirt. The merchandise department has not made him a t-shirt. There, I think it was Apollo Crews. Who else was there? Oh, it was like a bunch of, of dorks. It was three dorks. I mean, God bless him. Kalisto. Like, Kalisto's there who, did they not shoot an angle like two months ago when Kalisto was a heel? Now he's in the babyface locker room. Tamina is like a heel every no, time she wrestles. No, 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 They didn't shoot an angle. The Lucha House Party kept fighting and then they never broke up. No, there was like one show no. where Kalisto went heel or something. No. Well, whatever. They just split brands. That's right, they that were leading it. towards it, but it never happened. <laughs> they ah, just lost every match because of infighting. Who cares? And then they rejoined, and then the other guys got drafted to the other brand. Tamina's there in the babyface locker room, even though I can sworn every time I see her wrestle, she's a heel. No, she's a babyface. Well, she is now, so. No, she's been a babyface. Whatever, Tom. Well, anyways, he's bad. He's mad Biggie, has a whole box of new shirts. Apollo Crews draws a stick figure shirt of Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's mad. And they actually sell this shirt now. Yeah, good. Awesome. I it's love like it. One, it's probably going to be the best-selling shirt here pretty soon. Probably, because this guy is a mega it's ironic. face for the most part. So we had Sami Zayn take on Big E. Sami does an in-ring promo, bitching and complaining before the match. He, he has some legitimate gripes, but, you know, it's pro wrestling. He's wearing a wrist brace to sell the backstage handshake that he and Big E had last week. Big E is dominating this match. 
Shall I, Tom? Well, yeah, yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I got to mention one thing before I get to this finish, which really made no. me mad. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought you were going right this. No, there's one more thing I got to say about this match. You mentioned, oh, his, I got, you mentioned his brace. I got something to say, too. Okay, his wrist brace. Yeah. So they're doing this match, and Biggie goes for something. I don't even know. It doesn't matter. But the, the fact of the matter is, Sammy goes down, and he starts grabbing his wrist. Uranage. It was the Uranage out of the corner. It doesn't matter. But the point is, he starts grabbing like his wrist is hurt. And so the referee pushes Biggie away. I was like, Yeah. What the fuck? You you pulled the other guy off because that guy's hurt? Everything Biggie did to him, he sold it like he was hurt. It was it was a complete. So we're supposed to believe that he's really hurt now? Which, by the way, if you're going to stop the match if he hurts his wrist, why are you letting him wrestle if he's got a brace on his goddamn fucking wrist? So I'm just furious watching this because it doesn't make a lick of sense. And then they end up outside and Sammy goes under the ring. This big E who is supposed to be a babyface, this dumb fucking geek, follows him under the ring. Sammy comes out the other side and gets in the ring. And it takes Biggie so long to get out from under the ring that he's counted out. Tom, why do we do this? And actually, that's not even the question. We're paid. If you're not paid, how in the fuck are two million people still watching this fucking show? What a goddamn shitty finish in 2020. I mean, come on. The finish is dumb. You made the baby face look like an absolute fucking moron. It's a fucking non-title match. You open the match telling us if Biggie wins, he might be in line for a championship match. Why should I care about any of these people, any of these matches, any of these outcomes? This was just... A fucking garbage bag full of shit. Why should you care is the correct question. Why should you care about the match when Biggie's beating up Sami Zayn? He hits his big apron splash. We go to commercial. We come back and Sami Zayn is now just mysteriously right. beating him up. And and they go, hey, take a look at what happened earlier in the contest. And they show a replay of Biggie hitting the splash on the apron and never told us what the fuck happened for Sam to get back in control. He was just putting on the heat. Trash. Six pounds of trash in a three-pound bag. Is that what they say? If, if... I don't even know what that means. If I went down in a fight and I started t- telling the ref, Ah! My wrist! It's done. It's over. He's calling the match off. Not this And idiot. my opponent is going to win. It was a completely legal move that supposedly injured him. And yeah, you brought up a good point. Why is he in there in the first place if his wrist is that bad? Yeah. If you're in a fight, Tom, and in the first round, you, your leg buckles and you limp your way to the corner and you limp your way back and they let you fight, but it's clear that you've got a knee injury. 
and your opponent lays one kick to that knee and you collapse, it's fucking over. Right? Because yeah. the referee recognizes the injury and sees that something really bad happened. He's wearing a fucking cast in the ring. He starts grabbing his wrist and screaming in agony. And the ref's response is, hold on, Biggie. Let's make sure that this man is okay. No, no, then no, no, you no. can continue wrestling. No, he wasn't checking to make sure if he's okay. He was checking to make sure if he could continue. He's not there for his safety. He's there to make sure that he can take further damage. What a doofus ref. An idiot. A goddamn idiot. I hated this show. Then Bailey's backstage talking about how she owns the division, even though Sasha's the champ. She submitted in two minutes last week. I'm already like, bro, come on. So Bianca shows up, and she has a list of reasons why she is better than Bailey. It, it was at, it was receipts, actual receipts. So she starts reading off one har, thing har. after another, and Bailey leaves. And I thought, I'm supposed to care about this feud. I'm supposed to care about these two people wrestling. Newsflash, I don't. This storyline sucks. Kayla was backstage with Carmella, who put over her looks. She said she would beat the disrespect out of Sasha. Looks sexy doing it. And then the sommelier showed up. That was about it. Whoop-de-doo. Roman Reigns. Finally, Paul, the only good thing on this show. Paul Heyman, Kevin Owens, main event Uso. They're all highlighted in a recap of their feudal happenings over the past few months, a video recap. Feudal then, or futile? Feudal. Okay. In multiple ways. So backstage, Roman and Jay watch on. Jay seemingly back on Roman's side after taking the ass whooping last week. He says he's okay. Kevin Owens charges the ring. He starts loading plunder from under the ring into it. Jay is adamant that he wants to go get him. Kevin says, hey. I mean, Roman says, hey, you know where he is. So he leaves. Kevin cuts a promo. I hated this promo, by the way. Hate really? It. Why? Yeah. I thought it was so tacky. Introducing his friends, chair, table. Well, that was lame. Ladder. Yeah, I just don't. I didn't buy Some it. Some of those WWE things were. It's called a TLC match. It's called tables, ladders, and chairs. But in case you're so fucking dumb you don't know what that means, <laughs> we're going to explain that you can use tables, ladders, and chairs. Got it. Yeah. I just, like, the whole thing has been Kevin Owens, uh, you know, basically they're disrespecting their families back and forth. And I just don't buy Kevin Owens, a character, coming out here and cutting a promo about his friends. But, hey, what do I know? Maybe it was his idea. Jay Uso attacks him with a chair as he's on the ladder talking about how unforgiving the ladder is. Kevin Owens then fights off Jay Uso, lays him out with a pop-up power bomb through a table. Pretty easily, I may add. So this brings Roman Reigns out to the ramp. But as he goes to take a step towards the ring, Paul grabs a hold of the belt. They both have a hand on it and tells Roman that he's the head of the table. He's the shot caller. This is his island. Roman does things on his time, not Kevin's time. And Roman, after much pleading from Paul, agrees and he leaves. 
as Kevin Owens then hobbled after him with a chair in hand. Yeah, this was not the best segment that they've done together, but when you look at what was on the rest of the show, it overachieved. We then had Kevin backstage with Kayla. He's irate. Uh, before Roman attacks him with a chair. Oh, he's irate before he got attacked with a chair. Then Roman does what is oh so rare in the WWE, and he talks into the camera. He pleads with Kevin Owens' wife to talk some sense into her husband, and then he takes off. We had the Riot Squad take on Billy Kay and what was set to be a mystery partner. This was set up last week on Talking Smack as the Riot Squad challenged Billy to see if she could find a partner to face them. And uh, that partner ended up being a big surprise. Natalia. So they had a match. Natalia's oh. like the big, no, she's like the um, Bobby Lashley of no, SmackDown. X. She's she's like unbeatable now. She's never oh. beaten. She's protected above all of the other women for some reason right now. And basically the same thing happened right here. Natty and Billy Kay against the Riot Squad. <laughs> like, How was she protected? Well, she doesn't do any jobs. She beat Bailey in two minutes last week, you know? Well, during the match, Cole said that Liv Morgan feels like she embodies the spirit of the home state of New Jersey. New Jersey is, that is right? a dump. It's wow. a shithole. So... I mean, am I supposed to dislike this character? So it's I a mean, bad match. Billy gets a blind tag. It's bad. Bonks and Natty on accident. Right squad pins her. Kind so of. They're already breaking them up. She like swiped at her face, and then Natty fell off the apron. I hardly call that protecting somebody. Riot squad hit a code breaker riot kick. What are they doing down in your house? <laughs> that was uh, somebody sneezing. Oh, was? Yeah. It sounded like a fucking chainsaw. Like somebody was doing some work down there. <laughs> My wife's got some long nose hairs. Wow. I guess. What can I say? I don't know. So we get a video of Otis working out blindfolded in Chad Gable's garage, a.k.a. the Alpha Academy, as Gable hits him with random objects until finally he starts his senses, I guess, take over. And then Otis and Chad do an interview with Kayla until Cesaro and Nakamura enter. Cesaro asks Chad if he went to the Olympics for building toys. And then Nakamura asks if he went to the Olympics for the limbo. Otis was not happy. Fuming mad about this. And we had something else good on this show, Brian. Mario Lopez gave a prediction for the main event. That I totally Sasha, missed this. I'm, I'm devastated. Really? That Sasha Banks will defeat Carmella tonight. They plugged, I guess it's a movie, I don't know, Blueprint for Seduction. And I'm glad there was a short segment because he may have been able to seduce me. It's Mario Lopez, sexy fellow. Mm. Visit Hellsberg.com for safe and easy ways to shop this holiday, like free shipping and returns virtual shopping appointments, or buy online and pick up in-store. And right now, get a free Microsoft Surface Go 2 
with the purchase of $1,499 or more. You gift, you get. Limited time offer while supplies last. See online or in-store for details. Otis and Chad Gable. He's my, you know, he's like my John Cena, Brian. Otis and Chad Gable took on Cesaro Nakamura. The Alpha Academy here in their first matchup as a team. Gable and what a debut. <laughs> my God. What a what a storyline here. Let's do something new with Otis. Let's team him with Chad Gable. Let's put him in a tag team. Chad's going to teach him how to work or whatever, like art in imitating life. Why isn't Chad doing that in real life anyway? But the point is, I'll put them together, and then let's beat them. And Chad, the guy who's doing the training, is going to be a dork who sucks. That's a great idea. I can't think of a better way to get these two people over. And that's what they did. Well, hold on. Isn't this the Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan storyline rehashed? Except, like, they gave Gulak a little bit of legitimacy? Gulak was the one training Daniel Bryan. Yeah. If I recall correctly. Who was a star? Now we've got... uh, Fuck. There's nothing similar about this. Well, yeah. No. Otis is more of a star than Chad Gable. He is, but but the the thing was, Brian was learning things from Drew Gulak. This is Chad trying to teach Otis by throwing fucking balls at him. (laughs) We got a fucking blindfold on. Sure, you had a lot of that ball thrown in the Olympics. And then they have a match, and he wants a tag, and then he fucks up and gets pinned. And then he says, I meant to do that. Or I didn't want you to really tag. Some such is, bullshit. Is he a heel? So what happened is, like, Gable comes in. He actually did some nice stuff off the bat. You know, inside trip takedown, roses are around, deadlift German. Uh, and then they just beat up Gable. Otis got the hot tag, came in, ran wild, level Cesaro with a discus clothesline. Then Gable insisted he get tagged in. He goes up top, jumps off, gets caught in a giant swing, hit with Kinshasa, and pinned. And then backstage, like you said, he says, man, that was awesome. What a great learning lesson tonight. He said, look, I know I asked for the tag, even though you were in control, but I didn't even really want the tag. You should have finished the match when you had a chance. Uh, I'll explain more later now. Or I'll explain more later, but for now, it's time to hydrate. Gives him a drink and takes. This off. is one of those things that they do where I, I, I could totally see where they're probably going here. And even though it makes sense what's coming up next, it's still going to suck. What is it? All right, they're going to do another match, and this time Otis is going to be in the ring, and Chad's going to say, "Give me the tag, give me the tag," and Otis is going to think he wants me to not give him the tag, so he's not going to tag him, and then he's going to get pinned. And Chad Gable's going to say, well, this time when I said tag me, I actually wanted you to tag me. You've got to, and he'll have some sort of bullshit explanation. Then the next week, they do the match, and Otis is in the ring, and Chad says tag me. And now Otis is like, do I, what, does he really want me to, and he gets rolled up and pinned again. So we're beating them like three weeks in a row on our way to trying to get him over. It's not going to work. Like, yeah, you can do something that makes logical sense in a storyline like this if the idea is that they're geeks and you're going to make them bigger geeks. But if you want to get them over, this is not going to work. Otis got that new music, though. Corbin backstage with the Knights of the oh. Lone Wolf. How do you have Knights of a Lone Wolf? <laughs> well, he's the king, so... No, they're called the Knights of the I Lone know. Wolf. I get that. But the king is a lone wolf, 
And so what does he have fucking nights. nights for? Listen, that was kind of it's Bro, kind of, stupid. of all the things you're going to defend on this show. No, 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 no. I'm not defending it. It's it's the Forgotten Sons. I'm not defending it. But what I'm going to say is that was way, way, way more offended by what came after that than the fact that there's the Knights of the Lone Wolf. Because he told the Mysterio family, essentially, he told them to bring it on. And he told Rey Mysterio, the consequences are going to be much more than losing an eye. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? What, what are they going to sew his anus shut and just keep feeding him and feeding him and feeding him? That'd what be bad. Are they, what are they going to do here? I'm not going to lie. That'd be what? pretty bad. Yeah, I don't know, bro. I don't write this shit. And by the way, some totally random woman showed up to interview him. They never said no, her name. No, 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 no. They no, had no. no graphic. That that's the same girl. She just got her hair dyed. That was Sarah or whatever. No. Yeah. Bullshit. I think it was. I think she dyed her hair. I don't believe this. I, I don't know. Okay. Don't so speaking of, we got to talk about true. this main event. Or we're never going to get done tonight. Oh, Sasha and yeah, Carmella. So this was the exact same thing we talked about earlier. Carmella gets the heat. She gets an X factor on the apron. We go to commercial. We come back and Sasha is beating her ass. What happened? Not an X factor. What happened, Tom? What the hell happened during that break? They never told us. Corey Graves, this ass kicker, kisser actually, not kicker, (laughs) ass kisser says, Sasha was totally manipulated into taking this match. Like, you're a fucking moron. The fucking Sasha? whole storyline is Sasha challenged her to a match. There was zero manipulation of Sasha Banks. They do this match. Carmella gets some heat. Puts her in her finish. Sasha reverses. The fucking Seminella pulls Sasha out of the ring. By the way, he's back after he got his ass kicked in the opening Who segment. is this guy? I don't know, but he sold nothing. Where do, why does Carmella get these random ass fucking managers to run interference for? This is the same shit she was doing with James Ellsworth. This isn't a new gimmick. It's just she's wearing new clothes, which, I mean, I'm not going to complain about that. She's, she's out there in, like, she's out there in lingerie, basically. Sasha chases this man backstage. She gets in the ring and starts booting Carmella in the corner. The, fuckery, the fucking referee called for the bell. She's too aggressive. Somalia threw a bottle of champagne into the ring. Oh, done. That's what distracted the ref. He's so done with this show. He threw a bottle of champagne into the ring. It doesn't matter, Tom. Earlier in the show, we saw a grown man in the ring dancing with another man, and fucking cups were. What's there? A cup and a bottle. Yeah, don't defend it. There were 50 cups. Don't defend it. Listen, Michael Cole goes, hey, the ref. He had no choice. He had no choice. He had no choice. He had many choices. He could have DQ'd Carmelo for the sommelier throwing a fucking bottle of champagne into the ring. Uh, maybe he even could have given Sasha... Well, he could have given Sasha the win because the sommelier ran into the ring as Sasha chased him around. Uh, he could have given Sasha the win because she beat the shit out of an unresponsive opponent. But no. 
No. He had no choice. Absolutely none. But to DQ Sasha for being too aggressive in a fight. Trash. Carmella beats her up at the champagne stand. Breaks a champagne bottle on her spine. And pours herself a drink and stands victorious over the prone and beaten SmackDown Women's Champion. That was it. Terrible show. Terrible. All right, we got to get moving here. We got a lot to talk about. Super J Cup. Super J Cup. I don't have that many thoughts on it, Brian. This was the El Fantasmo show. Sure was, from dude. From start to finish. I turn it on, and there's El Fantasmo doing a breakdown. Of all the competitors, New Japan is a company which does not shy away when, I guess, when they're doing a tournament from telling you who they're trying to push, as we saw the uh, Lions Break Collision, or what was it, Lions Break Crown Tournament, I'm sorry, where Clark Connors won. Uh, They pushed him throughout it, and actually, in the first round here, Clark Connors took on Chris Bay, representing Impact Wrestling, who... Later on that night, also took on Rich Swan for the Impact title. So Bay won in 9 minutes, 36 seconds with the Art of Finesse springboard cutter. Uh, Clark looked good as always, hitting his power offense. He doesn't wrestle a high-flying style whatsoever. Uh, very mat-based, hard-hitting compared to the rest of the junior heavyweights. He went for the spear, got met with a flying knee, hit with a springboard cutter, and the Impact Wrestling representative, Chris Bay, moved on to the semifinals. Good match. Good match. Yeah. We had ACH take on TJP. Uh, ACH won in about nine minutes with a super gut buster. Harkening back to the days of Dean Malenko, move he used quite often. Love it. You don't see it very often. Uh, he hit the super gut buster, then a 450 splash. This was solid, as you'd expect when you hear that ACH and TJP will wrestle each other. Uh, it was a lot of countering, Matt wrestling up until the finish. Uh, any thoughts? It's just like technically really good. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it, don't get me wrong. But given how much time they had, it was like, it was really one of those matches like on NXT where it's one nine minute high spot and then somebody wins. There was no real, man, I'm really behind this guy or I'm really behind that guy. A lot of counter, 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 high spot, high spot, high spot. Technically, everything they did looked great. It was fine. It was good. We had Ray Horace take on Blake Christian in the next first round matchup. And uh, at some point early on in the matchup, Blake Christian tried to steal from Brock Lesnar's strawberry patch. And he paid for it. His nose was destroyed, blood everywhere. Uh, yeah, I think, I think this is my favorite match of the tournament. When I look up and down, easily, actually, uh, Horace did it. It was like a top rope. What is that? Like a roll up? I don't even know a victory roll, kind of like a top rope victory roll, and just a fucking crushed. Blake Christian right on his fucking broken nose (laughs) this poor Blake Christian like I knew landed ass first on his face with a broken nose. I didn't know who won won any of these matches but I knew this guy was going to win because as they start doing the near falls he's fucking bleeding everywhere and he's just destroyed and he gets his face sat on and all I'm thinking is 
just stay down, buddy. <laughs> like, just let the guy pin you and get out of there and go get your nose put back together. But every time he kicked out, I was like, he's winning. That's why he keeps kicking out all this shit. And in fact, in the end, he won with a broken nose. They send him backstage and try and put his fucking nose back together. And then he has to come out for a match with a guy whose gimmick is, I'm going to fuck with your nose because I know it's broken. <laughs> this, guy's yeah. a, this guy's a a great man. All heart. Yes. Blake Christian. Uh, as advertised. He hit, it was like a, Ray Horace hit that top rope victory roll or whatever. And then he went back up top and Christian met him with a, they, it was like a Russian leg sweep backflip. Or like land on his own head. All that it, or it's kind of like a it's like brutal inverted C four or something. I don't know what to call it. Uh, and then hit the frog splash, a big frog splash for the win. Yeah, fuck, this is a great match. El Fantasmo then took on Leo Rush. Uh, El Fantasmo, Brian. I heard your review on Saturday with Dave. I think I think he was fucking up these spots on purpose. I think it was part of the match. I don't think it's out of the question, but listen, I I could be a mark. I don't the know. Reason, the reason like, why I'm going to say that. One of the, them, like the one he did where he went for the head spring and he slipped and fell down. I mean, I just watched it and I thought he like destroyed his leg. So like to me, when you're going to mess up something on purpose to tell a story, don't do it in such a way that it looks like you almost actually killed yourself. And then later he went for the springboard and... It was just like he was leading back too far and he slipped off and landed on the apron and they just kept going. It was like there was no point to it. They didn't but, call attention to it. Yeah, they did. They said on commentary and uh, they went back to that spot later and he hit it. So I don't think he was going to hit it twice in a row. My guess is that that was part of the deal. Well, one way or the other. I mean, on commentary, it was this match only him not having the uh, not being in the ring since March. I think they said. But he hadn't Anyways, been. That was legit. Yeah. Well, he used every cheating tactic possible. Eventually, he beat Leo Rush with a dick punch and a roll up. And I was not happy. Why? That finish? Dude, a dick punch and a roll up? That's his fucking finish. He used it all so last I have to year be happy, in the tournament. So I, I have to be happy about there, it? Well, yeah, You're now you're the mark. It's a story they're telling. That's fine. They're supposed to be upset dislike, about this finish. I'll dislike El Fantasmo because he hit a dick punch and a roll-up. Hey, yeah, well, that's fine. Someday they he's going to dick punch you and they roll you They got me, Brian. Good. Way to go. Congratulations. That's why he's the best troll in professional wrestling. ACH took on Chris Second Bay. best. Nice try. Just because you're the stature of one. Doesn't mean you're the Bro, stature of the best. It's not. A dwarf is short. A troll is gigantic. Much like myself. ACH Chris Bay, eight minutes. Good match. 450 finish. Hey, ACH sold his ribs most of the time. His back, bro. His back. Ribs, back. What, your midsection, your core. I know your ribs go around thing. your back, but the, the idea was he had a back injury from the first match. Your ribs also go up close to your neck. Sold it the entire tournament because this is a good tournament. It's a good show. I liked it. Who are you talking to? The world. What happened here? Chris Bay went for his finisher, the Art of Finesse. Got hit with a German suplex. Brain buster. But he kicked out. Kicked out of the brain buster. ACH went up top, landed a 450 splash once again, and picked up the victory over Chris Bay. 
Moving on to the finals. And then we had this cheating motherfucker, El Fantasmo, goes after Blake Christian. Blake Christian, he jumped him off the bat, right? In this match, too? He jump him off the bat? No, Blake Christian jumped him because he was trying to end the match as quickly as possible because he couldn't breathe. He was, he was talking shit to him. Blake Christian blasted with a drop kick in the corner, then hit another one as he was seated. Uh, El Fantasmo kept going to the nose, kept grabbing his nose, which I will say that's not illegal. Is no, it? you can work the nose. You, yeah, as I so know. I don't know why. Unless they consider that small digit manipulation. I mean, if he was putting his fingers up the nose, I don't think you can do that. You cannot uh, insert a finger to an orifice, Tom. I've done it many times. They had a weird spot it's, it's where... legal? Legally? Phantasmo's on his back, and Christian does this giant springboard, and he flies through the air, and he lands on his feet right for the Phantasmo. And they look at each other, <laughs> and then Christian goes for a... A sharpshooter. Somebody forgot something somewhere. I don't know what happened. Um, yeah, Phantasma won with a super kick. After Christian missed this bizarre twisting splash. The, it's like, the I'm going to do a big splash with a full twist, but not like the, a rotation, like a twist. That's his finisher. Fuck, the did Ilya. he crash and burn? Elia? It's E-L-I-A. I don't even know how to say it. That's his finish, bro. Yeah. It looked like the D-I-E-D, and then he was beaten. D-E-D, dead. Then El Fantasmo, this motherfucker, cheated again. Cheated. Cheated, cheated, cheated the whole match against ACH. One with the CR2 after pushing him into the ref. Low blowing him. But he kicked out this time. Oh, great. <laughs> but then it was CR2 time for the pin. Yeah, and he got pinned. ELP's pin. right up my alley. Too bad I never got to team with him. They're pushing this guy hard, huh? Well, dude, he was a winner last year. He's a winner this year. He's going to the Tokyo Dome face Hiromu. Yeah. Winner gets the the deal. And, What's the uh, deal? Championship the match on night two. Who's the champ? Ishimori? Yes. Who's the champion? That's who it yeah. is. Destroys the J-Cup jacket. He destroys a trophy. The, the trophy was destroyed because he beat up ACH with it before the match. Yeah. That's why it was destroyed. And I thought this once, tournament was really good. Then once he went after ACH, ACH rolled him up a bunch, went for the quick pinfall, but then got worked over, and the match commenced. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. On the undercard, Team Filthy beat Rocky Romero again. <laughs> yeah, after your boy almost killed Rocky with that, that uh, deadlift German gimmick. Fucking yeah. bounced his head off the mat like a bowling ball. This J.R. Kratos. That's what you're supposed to do. Fucking isn't it? cratered his head. Should be yeah. JR Crater. That's right. That's what you're supposed to do. Take that. All right, listen. Ro Ro Rocky's not going to be on the airwaves for you. I'm trying to get him off of that Wrestling Observer live spot every Tuesday or whatever. All right, we have time to talk the main event of UFC, which was a fantastic fight. And did you watch that fight, Tom? Or did you yeah. not get a chance yet? No, I watched. Uh, let me think. I don't know if I watched the entire show, but I did watch that. I watched most of the show, and then I watched that one today. And, you know, I don't think it was a fight of the year. I don't know if I call it fight of the year, but here's a the thing. A lot of people were. Here's a couple of things I want to I talk about. I want to ask your opinion, Tom. So, 
there was a brutal eye poke in this match. And eye pokes have been a problem in MMA forever. And there have been a million ideas about how to solve this problem. What do you think about this, Tom? Okay. What if everybody wore a glove that was like a mitten? Okay. So the mitten covers four of your fingers, but there's a hole. So like you have full usage of your thumb. You have full usage of your fingers, but you can't separate your fingers and poke somebody with an eyeball. Because when you think about grappling, you're either going to use a monkey grip or you're going to use a thumb grip. Those are like the two grips that you're going to use 90% of the time. There's no grip where you need to interlace your fingers. Unless you want to break all your knuckles. Uh, no, you can you can surely use a thumb interlocked grip with some of your fingers on. You, you could do that, but you. But things. I mean, is it a, is it a deal breaker to only do uh, yeah, grips where like, your fingers? You don't use your fingers. I don't like the idea. I don't like the idea because I think there's also you have to remember there's a lot of um, like sensors in your hands if that makes sense, right? Uh, who who's the guy? Huh? Homo nucleus, you know who? It's not homo nucleus. What's what's your point though? It doesn't matter the guy. What's your point? Well, if you're if you're gonna take away all the sensors in your fingers and stuff, it's gonna be harder to defend takedowns. There's gonna be there's gonna be other issues that arise. I don't like it. I think it is that screaming your house or my house. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, the other thing that I wanted to mention, and I, I mean, are eye pokes really that? huge of an issue like i mean some I mean, for some happen, guys it is maybe if you if, if you ever have a fight that ends in eye poke you're forced to wear these gloves as a punishment <laughs> for x number of fights the other thing i wanted to mention was there's a spot in the first round which involved the eye poke actually Second where round. i think it was moreno got a takedown and he gets the takedown and there's almost immediately an eye poke so they're separated, and then they're put back in the guard for the restart, and the fight continues, okay? When I watched this, I never thought about this before. When you're doing stand-up, and you take someone down, and you, you successfully take them down, and you end up inside their guard, because you successfully executed the takedown, you're feeling like the aggressor, even though you're inside that person's guard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's an eye poke and they get separated. Then they get put back down in the same position. And once they got put there, it felt to me like because they got restarted in that position, all of a sudden Moreno inside his guard felt like he needed to defend instead of attack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I think So it was almost like the restart. We don't know what would have happened, but it feels to me like because they got restarted, even though it was the exact same position, it was a detriment to Moreno because he went from feeling like he was in control because he'd successfully took the guy down to all of a sudden feeling like, fuck, I'm inside this guy's guard. Like, I got to either pass or get out of here because that's what he did was he tried to get out of there immediately. Well, he may not have felt like he was in control because his eye was compromised. That also could have been. You know. Also, maybe once they started doing something, you know, Figueredo has the chance to develop some sort of game plan, you know, from his back and maybe started attacking something that Moreno recognized, you know, there rather than uh, earlier on the fly. You know, perhaps Figueredo wasn't doing the same thing. I mean, 
I'd have to go back and really analyze that, but I think you're overanalyzing. I never overanalyze anything, especially fights. But I got one more thing I got to say. Oh, yeah? Okay. So you always hear from the people that say, well, there's these Japan matches, Ishii and, and, and whoever, uh, Shingo, they just stand there and they just hit each other. And then they drop each other on their heads and they jump up and they're not selling. And it's so fake. Watch this motherfucking fight. You know what this was? Five rounds of two dudes who refused to sell anything. <laughs> this is all They're high fucking spots. punching each other in the face. They're kicking each other. They're sl- and like nobody is selling anything for they- 25 fucking minutes in a real fight. They no-sold so much that in the fifth round, Joe Rogan made up an injury. <laughs> he just made up a phantom arm injury Dude. to Brandon Moreno. My point is, like, I'm not that's advocating... What, that's what happened. I believe That's what you. happened, by the way. You just made it up. I'm not advocating not selling in matches what? because the way that professional wrestling is, selling is very important. Reacting to moves, I mean, that's all very important. But my point is, like, every now and then, it is okay when you're showing that baby face fire or you're all d- determined or whatever. You, you can, in real life, get hit really hard in the face and not sell it. The Hulk Hogan no-selling punches and then blocking and firing up, that's not fake, bro. That shit can happen. I don't think that everybody should do that in every match, but those to, to say that a spot like that is unrealistic, bullshit. Yeah, those people have clearly never taken PCP and gone out looking Not for a fight. Not even taken PCP, but what? been in a fight where some fucker punches you. I mean, dude, even if you've never been in a fight, even if you've only done, like, a grappling art, how many times have you been grappling, and the other guy fucking accidentally, like, they accidentally headbutt you, or accidentally punch you, or something like that, and you do everything you can, act like it didn't hurt, and you're fine. Are you okay, bro? Hey, I'm fine! And you keep going. You don't sell it. That's real. I sell it, then I hit him with a dick punch, like El Phantasma. See, you understand, Tom. What do you got coming up, bro? Nothing? Got New Japan Strong coming up? Do I really have to wrap the show up without you getting your plugs in? I just did. Wow. Twitter and Instagram at Filthy Wow. Wow. You're not going to be at the Dome? No. (laughs) Damn it. What? No, I don't think so. I'm your biggest advocate, Tom, and I'm just constantly disappointed. Why are you not going to be on this Tokyo Dome card? Why aren't you going to be in the Tokyo Dome Rumble? You could at least be be in the Rumble. That would be kind of cool. It would be cool. Fuck. Anyway, check out at Filthy Tom Waller, everybody. That's it. We're out of here. Does New Japan let, like, people pay their own way? Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.